everybody, welcome back to uh, Stew and Drew Talk Christmas. Uh, this is a much anticipated return to our podcast. And the last uh, one we did was last Christmas. Carefully <laughs> <laughs> planned. We, we decided to do one podcast a year, a week before Christmas. It's very time. regular. Once a year. <laughs> Uh, we we push record early because she's using all his good material before I got the recording button. <laughs> we've, done, we've done such little prep for this podcast. Uh, Stu, what what were you telling me that the, the Australians have a saying for this? Uh, they were saying if if, uh, if something's not that important, they say uh, uh, we're not playing for sheep stations, which is uh, like a station is those massive, massive Australian farms in the outback. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... so so, so when you were saying, you know, you might lose the recorder, say, oh, it's not cheap stations. But <laughs> it's it's okay. sort of the, the farming equivalent of the musical uh, Good Enough for Jazz, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I remember there was some there was some um, some sort of story of a South African farmer going to a convention for sheep farmers or something, and he's very proud of his, like, 6,000 sheep or something that he had in a massive farm, and... Um, Got to this convention, the Australian guy said, Oh, how big's your farm? He said, Oh, 6,000 sheep. He said, Oh, that's so cute. Do you name them? It's <laughs> <laughs> 45,000 sheep. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, sure. Anyway, um, how, how are things going for you? And, um, just to remind you, folks, you may not be keeping up with the fast pace of our podcasting, but <laughs> Stuart's, in, Stuart's in Brisbane, Australia, and uh, and no, sorry, Bundaberg. not Brisbane, Bundaberg, Bundaberg, um, yeah, by, by Australian standards, a stone's throw, Stuart. Yeah, it's around the corner, four <laughs> hours north of um, of Brisbane, uh, into kind of like central Queensland is what they call it, and uh, it literally, in the context of Queensland, is not that far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm 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 in 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 Cork in, in Ireland and um far from everywhere else in Ireland. <laughs> so, so there's that judge. <laughs> and you were saying, Stuart, you you've got some uh, some high temperatures there at the moment. You're in like thirty two degrees Celsius or Yeah. Uh Australia is just a land of extremes, you know. If it's not uh if it's not drought, it's floods and you know, if it's not cold, it's fires. So one way or the other. But um at the moment there's a little bit of a heat wave going on. Tropical cyclone up north of us and uh, heat wave down south. So we sort of caught a little bit in the middle. Crocodiles, the, crocodiles on the streets. <laughs> well, no, 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 not in, not in Bundaberg. We're a little bit too far south. They they, they tend to uh, prefer, <laughs> prefer the north of Queensland. <laughs> but like Cairns, Cairns has had, um, they've actually had uh, a disastrous flood in the wake of that cyclone. And they literally have got signs out, you know, don't go swimming in floodwaters or walking in floodwaters because. Some of the they call them salties, saltwater crocs. Oh, okay. Have, uh, okay. Have been, um, you know, uh, unintentionally relocated. <laughs> <laughs> tell uh, off off the recording. Stuart was was telling me about Clive. Asked you tell our listeners tell our listeners about Clive. Uh, we we got a mate up in up in Cairns, and I phoned him just to check if he was okay. You know, if he was you know not drowning out there, and and um, he said no, he was fine. But they're a little bit worried because out of the back of his house, there's like a creek. And in the creek, there's this crocodile that they've named Clive. Clive. And um, everybody knows he's there and they can't find him at the moment. So they're a little bit, a little bit worried about where he's gotten to. And his swimming pool is hiding out in. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, so, we're, so this is our, our Christmas podcast. We're... Um, we're we're ramping up for the last week. How, how how's it gone your your advent, Stu? As a minister in the Uniting Church of Australia, how has it been? Oh, it's it's been okay. Um, it, it, we've um, it's just been an exceptionally busy time. I don't I don't know if as I get mm. older, time just seems to go faster. But mm. you, you know this um, this advent has just rolled around so speedily. Mm. Christmas is on Monday, and I'm sitting. I can't believe it's already there. You know. Yeah, I feel like we sort of dodged that bullet last year where I mean, just that one in seven where it actually falls on the Sunday. And you're like, oh, thank goodness, you know. Yeah. But yeah. now this is the worst of it where it's like 
This is the worst. <laughs> it's like yeah. full send of advert next day's Christmas. <laughs> it's like bam, bam, you know. I uh, know, we, and we've got two morning services, and then we've got a Christmas Eve carol at um, Candles by uh, Carol's by, <laughs> Carol's by Candlelight. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, is, and this then the next day... is this your first wine stew? They call it Carol's. Carol's. <laughs> <laughs> you light a candle and then you yeah. sing songs. It's beautiful. Oh, you love it. Is that how it works? <laughs> you love it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be beautiful. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, so so we got that at Christmas Eve, and then the next morning, our Christmas service is at seven thirty a.m. Oh my word! Uh, oh gosh. Yeah. The the positive side is you're done by eight thirty and and home for the rest of Christmas, which <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> nice. But we, up, up until seven thirty, we should it's waste tragic. Christmas in church. <laughs> <laughs> Get it over and done with, man. I got presents to open. <laughs> We're drifting very close to you could be fine if your boss heard this podcast territory. Uh, my parents, my parents always used to make us wait till after the church oh, yeah, service to yeah, open our presents. Yeah, yeah. And as kids in South Africa, like they're always two Christmas services. They always uh, finish late. Yes, and you're always the so, last one to leave. We were always the last ones to leave the building. You know, turning off the lights. Ugh. Yeah. So having it done by eight thirty, and like, and everybody hightails it out of there. They just want to get back to their families and so on. I suppose it's also got to do with the heat. Like, yeah. nobody wants to be sitting in church at thirty three degrees, you know. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. What time is sun up it, there? I mean, are you like, are you sort of feeding the heat at like six, seven in the morning already? Uh, uh you can feel the humidity a bit at that time. Uh, okay, um, okay. But yeah, no, sun, sun up is like probably half past four. Quarter to five. Jeez, today. Um, yeah. Okay. Maybe like yeah. us in the heart of summer as well, I suppose, to a degree. But like, I mean, the thought of doing a service in Ireland at 7.30 in the morning is, oh, it's, it's you might as well be doing it at like three o'clock in the morning. It's insane. It would just never, it would never happen. You know, the earliest year of any service, I don't know any service in Cork that starts before 9.30 or 10. Yeah. Nine would maybe be, there might be one or two that do nine, but nothing earlier than that. We're we're looking to start another service. I mean, we'll actually talk a little bit about okay. this, a, a sort of bilingual Afrikaans English service. Um, and they're talking about nine. Please don't tell me you're doing an Afrikaans service. <laughs> Stuart, Stuart. That's hilarious. Yes, you can run, but you can't hide, you know. I had to come all the way to Cork to grab or two to confront my Afrikaans. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Honestly, oh you can't goodness. make this stuff up. It's just unbelievable. Um, yeah, but, but like I was saying, I mean, they're talking about a 9.30 start because that service in Cork, our main service is 11.30. Could you imagine doing 11.30 service in Bundaberg? They won't have a single person there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It's like, yeah, here yeah, it's up early and get stuff done. Like, we, we literally have farmers and stuff. They get up at 3 in the morning so that by yeah. 9, 10 o'clock in the day, workers go home so that they're not out in the heat, you know? Yeah, yeah. So sort of wraps up the day at, at that stage. Yeah. yeah. So, you're, yeah, so you also, yeah. you've also experienced, because I've also experienced the rush. I get so frustrated because Advent is my favorite time of the year. But I swear, yeah. I think about it like coming the end of November, and then I blink, and then I, I and then it's like the twenty third or twenty fourth of December. It just goes like that, you know. It's yeah. so frustrated. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a lot of uh, uh, like special Advent things that happen? Like, yeah, like we call I, it an Advent program. Yeah, I think you know we also do um, candles by Carol Light. I mean, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we also, uh, although because of health and safety, this is a bit funny. Because of health and safety, we don't actually burn candles. So it's, so it's really just carols by normal lights, really. But it doesn't oh, doesn't have the same punch. <laughs> carols we've by normal indoor door. lighting. <laughs> we, we've got these little battery powered candles. Oh for no! Kids, please don't tell the, me. Oh no! Those are. T- but the, the adults can have normal ones. Which oh, is oh nice. okay, okay. So, so, yeah. so the kids get the little bat- battery-powered ones, and yeah, the adults yeah. have a normal one. Uh, okay, yeah. And and you do it in, uh, in your building, or do you do it outside? In the building, oh, no, okay. no, no, inside, inside. But but we also only do it for like the last two songs. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're not sort of yeah, burning yeah. it through the. Yeah, no, no, it's not yeah. sitting burning the whole time you're singing. It's just the last yeah. two songs for really for the photograph, Andrew. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, that, that goes up on the newsletter for the next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we would do the same. Uh we didn't this year, but we would if we did do it, we would do that. Um but yeah, I mean but you know, back to the original point, I think part of the reason why it blows by so quickly is you just run into one nativity, one carol service after another, you know, and you get pulled in so many different directions. I mean on Sunday I had four carol services. Um, oh, two in Kinsale word. and two in Cork, and they alternated. So it wasn't like they were down in Kinsale, which is half an hour away, uh, like two down there and back. It was like <laughs> Kinsale, back to Cork, back to Kinsale, back to Cork. But, you know, but there also then Jeez. things happen during the week that are seasonal things. And before you know it, you're just blowing through events, you know. Yeah. We we started Advent with an Advent like concert where people oh. just doing different items. And we threw in a few carols called like community singing. But that okay. that kicked the advent off. But we also have a remembrance service for people oh, who lost someone of, in the year. Oh yeah, sort of like that's close to sort of all souls and all saints as well, which mm, rolls around in November. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah sort of first Christmas without someone, that kind of thing. Uh, okay, them. okay. Um, and uh, for good measure, this year I've had two baptisms thrown in—one last week, one this week—because um, I think it's like you know all the families yeah. at the same time. So yeah, it's a good yeah. opportunity. So, yeah, literally just one thing after the next. Yeah, it's it's and and the Christmas Day itself always feel a little bit flat with it, you know. Um, and I mean, I think we we're talking about this when we were chatting uh, last week in doing this sort of the advanced preparation for this podcast. That you know is almost <laughs> is that what that was <laughs> a scripted podcast? <laughs> but we were. Um, we were talking about like, uh, geez, I just lost my, my, my train of thought there now. Um, um, baptism, pre- baptism, advanced preparation, and the, you said Christmas was a flat time or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. And we're saying like, you know, back in the day, um, you know, because like the service used to be full at Christmas time in South Africa. I mean, standing room only, people out the windows and stuff, and now. Uh, um, yeah. At least in Cork, and I think post this is some, this is a weirdly sort of post COVID effect. Um, people seem to come before, um, but not on the day. They're off with family, or they're a lot of traveling. A lot of people just aren't in town. Um, to the point that a Christmas Day service can very much resemble, in terms of like actual numbers, very much like a normal Sunday. You know? Yeah. Uh, ours is the same. Mm. Um, I won't. I won't see. I, I very much doubt I'll see anyone from the carol service on Christmas Eve mm. in church on Christmas Day. Oh yes. So they count that as okay. We've done yeah. church. Yeah. So tick that box. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, sort of an interesting thing here, living regionally, is like I generally lose my entire congregation for Christmas and have well, maybe not 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 quite that bad, but but like I have a church full of strangers for Christmas because mm. it's the few that have stayed bring their families, but mm. a lot of people travel to be with somebody, especially now, like when Christmas is on the Monday. Yeah. You know, so they've left already. So I I couldn't tell you how many people said to me on Sunday, okay, Merry Christmas. Cheers. We'll see you. We're going, you know? Mm. Um, so you sort of sit there thinking, geez, I wonder who's going to be. Yeah, yeah. You're almost like a, <laughs> like a be stranger. You're almost like a stranger in your own pulpit. You know? it's like you're yeah. Sort of, you're sort of wandered into a foreign church and happened to land in the pulpit. You know? <laughs> I'm not sure you'll be standing right. here. <laughs> you yeah. know, the same. I mean, we have uh, an 11.30 watch night. Would you call it a watch night service on Christmas Eve or just a 11.30 Christmas Eve? I always said watch night was New Year's. But anyway, the, I, the really late yeah. service. Okay. And, and uh, you know, there's sort of um, – like a subtle pressure to 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 do it, you know. But now I'm sitting Wednesday and I don't have I don't have any musicians to play to, to play, you know. I mean, I've got I've got the I've got uh, an August lined up for for Christmas Day, uh, and and I tell you, there will be an attendance. And you're right; they will come to that service uh, and absent themselves from the Christmas Day service because and I understand it. I mean, you know, you're at home cooking mm-hmm. meal, people are coming over, you want to prepare the house, open gifts. Um, yeah. I completely get it, but it does leave me a little bit flummoxed as to what to do with that. <clears throat> I remember watching, I watched this TV program of that priest in uh, in England called Rev. 
Did you ever watch it? It was a bit. <laughs> yes, did you ever watch yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. That's right. Bit of a yeah. sad sack sort of Eeyore character, you know. <laughs> and he had his little tape recorder in church playing playing Sims. His five people singing along, like three of them were sort of like African expats, <laughs> like you know, like four or five people in church, and uh, you know, five people in church, ten cultures represented, and he had his little um, his little uh, speaker there and playing his hymns. Always. <laughs> We were watching yeah. South Africa thinking, man, that really looks pathetic. No, <laughs> Christmas Eve, we're going to walk into the little recorder and say, okay, everybody sing loud. Just hark the Herald Angel. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Now, I tell you, the, I haven't done like that midnight service for New Year's, like since Pretoria days. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the Pretoria congregation loved it. I hated it. Yeah. And then, and like, find, like exactly that, finding musicians and people oh. and all the rest. But when I got to Durban, it was like Musgrave was a city church. People were like, hey, no, we're not coming out at night. You must be crazy. <laughs> this is Durban. We, we barely go out during the day. <laughs> if you want to get killed, you go for it. Your funeral. And um, and I got here and I said to I said to the like the the community in Bundaberg, I said, I tentatively worried, do you do like a watch night service? And they were like, Are you mad? <laughs> why, why, why the hell would we do that? We get up at four in the morning. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and that's, you know, that that's another thing. It really is shaped so much by local practice, you know, like uh, yeah, just what is solidly um, expected in one community is anathema to another. They just wouldn't understand why you'd ever try to do that's that. Right. And, and when you land in a new place, that's a, a lot of that early work is just trying to figure out because because <laughs> you can't take things for granted. Say, okay, we'll do this, and people look at you blinking like minions and going like, "What is he talking about?" You know? Yeah, you're insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not doing the New Year's Eve that watch night service. Um, oh but, no! Yeah, yeah. So, sort of for the same reason. Like I just, um, I, I mean, <laughs> and to be honest with you, Andrew, no one wants to be in church on New Year's no, Eve, man. Fireworks are happening. You're standing there with your hands, you know, all busy praying or standing in a circle singing "Old Lang Syne," and all you can hear is the fireworks no, and the party happening outside. No, <laughs> no wants to be in church no, on New Year's Eve. <laughs> and we were in one of the services and I think we were when when we passed over the midnight mark we were about probably about eight minutes into a 14 minute prayer you know oh, like <laughs> 14 and, minutes yeah no it was it was just and I, and I don't even think it was one of those sort of long reflective silences like a Taze service it was just he just like it was like the Bakersdale marathon of prayers it just wasn't oh. <laughs> with like lots of sort of Pauses, and I remember coming out of that. And me, it was like, "That's the last time I'm ever." Because <laughs> <laughs> you could hear, like you say, you could hear like firecrackers, old lang syne, like you could exactly. cork, cork, um, you know, um, bottles like corks <laughs> popping off bottles, and just... people kissing each other at midnight, and you sitting there in prayer, <laughs> <laughs> listening to the guys softly snoozing next to you, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so this is probably hugely irreverent, but I, I'm not. I'm not overly like. I just can't. Yeah, I'd uh, rather just be. But then, Stu, having said that, like right now, I mean, honestly, I legitimately have got an age. I don't know if I'll make midnight. I don't know if I'll, I'll get there. I, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll. I'll probably. I'm so tired in the evenings these days. Probably it's, tell the t- tell the listeners that there's a a big difference in our age. Andrew's 84. And I'm, <laughs> I'm in my forties. <laughs> and by that we mean in terms of experience and wisdom. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's still in nappies. <laughs> yeah. So oh, no. Man. So and, and and to be honest, no, even, that's, no, no, no. I yeah. agree. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. But but evening service in general. Do you do evening services there, Andrew? To be brutally honest with you. If there was one really positive thing that came out of COVID, there was an end to our evening service. Now, we we had we had a sort of it wasn't a bad evening service, but like all of our musicians and whatever were yeah. in that service, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 
with the with the advent of the live streaming and whatever, mm. we needed to make sure that the good musicians were in that service. And and honestly, I mean, there weren't that many people coming to the evening service. Like mm. they used to have a joke, you know, if it was under twenty, we're going home. Yeah. And very often we'd be going, okay, there's seventeen and there's father, son, and the Holy Spirit. So we've made twenty. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have the service now. So so yeah, <laughs> cancelling the yeah, cancelling yeah. the evening service. It upgraded our morning service significantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So people started um, coming, and, it, and at the same time, Andrew, I just, I just didn't have the energy. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Services a Sunday. Completely honest. I mean, we can actually call this podcast to be completely honest with you. The first one back because that's what that's a phrase we're repeating over and over. But uh, uh, you know, if I moved churches and and they said yeah, they have a sort of evening service, I'd be like, oh no, you know, yeah. Because because what I found in Hillcrest was um, it was a strange, there's a strange sort of thing that happened there with contemporary worship as well. Generally, I mean, I'd love to know your thoughts on this, but there was that sense back in the day, you know, back in the day in Vodacomas that mm. you know this was the younger service with contemporary worship, and the young people would would frequent and populate the service and and over time that just stopped happening it landed up being mm. it got a bit older um the young people either stopped coming or were going to trendier churches and a lot of the mm. evening were people that had come to the morning and then it just decided well you know they they, they sort of doubled up that sunday and and you yeah. know over 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 a decade you, you wouldn't see it really month to month certainly not and maybe not even year to year but like you could just see the trend trending mm. downwards and um you know and, and and that's a sort of weirdly sort of demoralizing experience is to run something and just slowly see it sort of losing yeah. steam you know and uh and you're out of inspiration and um and frankly you you don't have the the energy to reinvent it and if you did the people mm. that are going there are there because they sort of like what it is even though it's not lifting yeah, the luggage yeah. so you just find yourself in in a holding pattern that's just not that life-giving you know yeah look and, and i mean ours ours was i mean it probably the average age would have been over 50 yeah and um yeah. and and so it went from being a young person's service to being oh those who are young at heart or yeah. like contemporary worship you know that type of thing, but at the same time, we were just in a like, like I say, a bit of a holding pattern that we had two morning services mm. that were really a carbon copy of each other. Yeah, yeah. So, so like the the traditional services, and the second one was for people who just didn't want to get up early. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Um, by the time you've done that, your energy levels are absolutely finished. Yeah, and then you still got to kind of drag yourself up, and and we also had a. An hour's worship practice before mm, mm, the thing, mm. so it's just a it just wasn't sustainable. So, so I mean, the end of COVID really did help us kind of consolidate that to say, okay, well, we'll do an early service which is traditional, mm. and then we move the contemporary service to nine thirty because that's when families want to be there anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so, yeah, we unfortunately lost a couple of people who really did like the evening service, but I could easily argue that we gained significantly more into the 930. Yeah, and also just sustainable energy levels, you know, people can commit to that. I mean, you remember those Sunday afternoons, they get a lot of glorious summer Sunday afternoon and you, you know, turn like 5.30 and all of a sudden you're now like, oh my gosh, you got to get that, you know, fancy shirt back on yeah. and, uh, and you know, get down there. And I mean, the, the one thing I've sort of appreciated about, about being here uh, which I probably shouldn't appreciate, but to be honest with you, <laughs> is the, the fact that you know we we run worship from week to week without a sort of midweek practice. Okay. Now uh, they'll practice before um, before the service starts at eleven. Now that's not a long you know eleven thirty service, eleven o'clock practice, and a deal. We we're dealing largely with. Uh, fairly experienced and, and skilled worship leaders so um okay um so that sort of midweek worship because i remember being in those worship teams and playing the guitar or, or worse the drums and you know you'd sit there and think i can't believe we're sitting here on a wednesday night practicing my jesus <laughs> my savior and it's like oh my gosh you know i could play this in my sleep and yet you, you know yeah 
you know, even those those midweek practices as well, I, I sort of grew to resent them. So, um, so yeah, I don't. Yeah, uh, we we do have a midweek practice, but then our philosophy of the worship team is, um, hey, come and have a go, you know. So oh, okay, okay, it's yeah. more on participation and perfection. Oh, so okay, we'll, okay. Get a, we'll get some young kids or whatever and, and sort of say to them, look, if you can only play one or two bars, that's all right. At least yeah. you're giving it, you know, you're having a crack, as the Australians say. Yeah. And, but, and, um, so well, we do the practice yeah. uh, on, on that on that ground and generally try and use it to introduce new songs. Yeah. I mean, in, in terms of Christmas, what, uh, what uh, have you grown to appreciate about, about Christmas in Brisbane? Uh, Bundaberg over again sort of Christmas in South Africa is there any tradition that stands out for you or any particular pattern that you like mm. um, look I mean I've certainly I've certainly appreciated family more mm. um, the majority of our Christmases in Bundaberg haven't been with family mm. Mm. so so oh, ha- you, haven't been with family eh? haven't haven't yeah, been with yeah, family yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, is that, I mean, you're talking so about family, you're talking about, you know, <clears throat> you're, you're one of five brothers, so it's your four brothers, it's mom and dad, and then on Debbie's side brothers, as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, in South Africa, you were always at my brother's house or, you know, there would always be a big family gathering, whereas here it's now with friends. You mm. know, yeah, lovely, good friends or whatever, but, um, but uh, yeah, so, I mean, Christmases in Australia have generally just been our family. This year, it's just our family as well. So, yeah. but, um, but with, with your kids being the things. age they are, you have the um, the enjoyment of of them coming back from university from uni. So, <clears> so there's a sense in which the family gathers. That's Whereas right. before now yeah. it would have been very much like any any other week. Hey, they would have all been there anyway. Yeah. But now they're sort of coming back. No, now they've all come back, and it's it's great to have them back at home. Yeah, and it is it is quite nice. They're all at the age now where they um <clears throat> excuse me are driving and. Um, you know, Christmas takes on a bit of a different feel, you know, mm. doing different things. You know, you're not running around wrapping presents for little kids anymore, but mm. they're kind of choosing menu items and deciding who's making what for dinner and all of those kind of things. So it's a different different chapter for us, which is a lovely chapter. Yeah, it is. Because, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of the sort of, I suppose, the sort of discipline issues when they're younger and, you know, they sort of, bang into each other and, uh, and you know there's yeah. a lot of that sort of stuff going on but as they get older that gets handled better and then so yes. they're bringing they're bringing more positivity to the table as well in a way yeah 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 so that's that's interesting but but christmas in australia andrew is is um is very similar to south african traditions yeah. you know yeah. the kind of shared heritage they do they they love to eat seafood for Christmas, um, oh, reason putting shrimps, shrimps on there. <laughs> Nobody does that. <laughs> they hate, they hate crocodile Dundee for saying that. <laughs> Nobody ever puts one on the Barbie. They will lynch you for saying that. <laughs> oh, the first year in Australia, I wish for Christmas, I went down to the seafood guy and I said, "Okay, well, tell me what to do. This is the Australian thing." I said, "Nearly threw me out of his shop." <laughs> Said, oh, you don't do that. This is how you cook them. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with your barbecue. <laughs> no, I mean, it's got to show how little I pay attention because I had no idea, like, until we were talking mm. about it with, I don't know, we were somebody else in the call. Or uh, how could that be? Because we don't have WhatsApp or whatever. But anyway, um, I can remember you, like, you, you, were, you were talking about that. I thought I didn't even realize that was a thing, shrimps in the barbie. And then <laughs> it's only when you said that they really hated that I started to use it because oh, right. <laughs> it, was, it was such a thing. And, and that fish was so big in Australia that they said so they eat a lot of fish. They do eat a lot of fish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, like, like, um, like Christmas, I, I don't see a lot of turkeys, but they do a lot of ham and uh, stuff like yeah. that. So turkeys aren't a great so, meat, uh, though, is it? Eh? Like, did no, you like turkey? Dry. Oh, no. Everybody says that. Yeah. I mean, I'll eat. I'll eat it if it's for, if it's there. But I'm not. You know, it's not my. Okay, I will eat anything. One. I will eat anything with mint or cranberry jelly, or sauce, yeah. but mostly jelly. Like, oh, oh, that's the best thing on Christmas. Hey, honestly. So is that what they do? Is that what they do in Ireland for Christmas? Because that would be a very different Christmas from South Africa. You no, guys have got even what? No, no, we did. Didn't you do mince and cranberry jelly? We've got opposite weather patterns. Oh, no, oh, sorry, mince and cranberry jelly, yes, yes. 
Yeah. But I mean, do you do the big Christmas dinner at lunch or? Oh, we here in it? Ireland. In Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we would have done that in South Africa. Wouldn't you have done that? Yeah, no, I'm asking. Is that the same in Ireland? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, that would... And I think that's the thing is, you know, people will go um, to uh, to family wherever, and often other parts of Ireland and, and travel. And um, so, yeah, so it'll be be big big meals, um, lots of different types of meats. Um, and and yeah. again, a bit like Australia, the Irish are very similar to South Africans in a lot of ways, one of them being, I think, in sort of <laughs> meat and beer consumption is pretty All right. stock, stock standard in both countries. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we, uh, so, so people would, would be doing that and, uh, and heading out. Um, yeah. So, although this year we, because we're sort of looking to launch this, the second service in in Cork, we're doing a a meal at the church with a couple of um, expat South African families, and okay. so we'll yeah, so we'll we'll blow in there and uh, probably only be about um, ten or fifteen people there, but we got a big space there, and there's something to be said for being able to do it there and then clean up and then go. You know, we were thinking of sort of redirecting it to the house to the manse, but. We thought about the cleanup operation afterwards and kids running yeah, around yeah. and stuff. So I thought, no, best to leave it at the church, yeah. And then we'll do it's later good. on on the on the afternoon, we'll do something, yeah, smaller. But we'll okay. open up presents before. So would you open up presents before a church? Because your first service is what? You said like seven thirty. Seven thirty. That's that's my only service is seven thirty. No, no, no. I'll be I'll be lucky if you know, like I said, my kids are a bit bigger now. So <laughs> you'll be lucky to get um, them to church. <laughs> I, and that's exactly what I was going to say. I'll be lucky to actually get them out of the house to the Christmas service, and and for them to stay awake for the full hour will be also an achievement. So no, no, we, we won't do presents before it. We'll do it after. Yeah, yeah. And have you got all your stuff sorted? Have you have you have you bought and wrapped? Yeah, pretty much. I'm waiting for one delivery still to come. So I hope it does come before Christmas. Does it get more expensive with bigger kids? I mean. You you, oh, you, you, yes. aren't, you aren't buying plastic sabers, uh, lightsabers no, anymore no. or anything? No, no, no. It's like laptops for, for uni and stuff oh, like that. So, oh, yes. so <laughs> it gets pretty pricey. Um, <laughs> gotta send, gonna say, you you got to send Debbie back into the mines, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's there already. Um, it's interesting your meal at, at the church. I actually was just reading it um, just the other day. About a colleague of mine in the Uniting Church in a, in one of the churches in the north of Brisbane. Yeah. Who they're opening up their church for a meal for people who don't have family or are lonely or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, he said uh, it's amazing the response that they've had in terms of people wanting to come, but more so people wanting to volunteer. Oh. So they've had over, over 10 grand, uh, 10,000 um, Australian dollars donated. They've got um, a massive amount of volunteers. He says only 10% of which are from the church because they opened it up to the whole community. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And he ended his Facebook post by saying something like, it's interesting how to do church. Just do the things people expect Jesus to do and they'll show up. And it's like the community. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. the community coming in saying, "Well, that's what we'd expect Jesus to do." And uh, yeah, yeah, hey, there you go. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. I mean, they're having a massive de- a meal at the church now, but still, they've got tons of volunteers to clean up and everything for them. It's sort of odd the um, the the willingness of the non Christian community to sort of engage when the church just stops behaving badly, you know, <laughs> if that makes sense. I mean, I was reading a similar article about the whole thing actually used it in a, in a carol service the other day, uh, very briefly about how, how good corporate singing is in terms of all sorts of things from mental health to uh, the release of endorphins to the sense of, of really bonding as a community um, that in fact an hour, an hour of singing with other people, like at a carol service actually can bond you like families bond. It's a very odd thing. And, uh, and how um, 
how even men's and women's voices are sort of one octave apart, apparently, and that also serves then to be complementary in 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 communal singing. Um, but the, he launched the article by saying that there was this out. This there was a church that did this carol service on the streets right. of an English town, and and they advertised it widely, and it was just you know, um, and it was a very traditional English town carol service, and <laughs> they had to call it off because the response was so wild that they were there was sort of health and safety concerns. That <laughs> so, that's amazing, and, and that's that's just the community wanting to pull in for. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, so these are not necessarily churchgoers, but just again, you know, keep it simple and keep it generous, and who knows where it might mm. go, you know. Mm. That, that's fascinating because um, I must say, corporate singing in Australia just doesn't happen. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> unless it's, it's around rugby or cricket. <laughs> not even, not even. Oh, oh, you know what happens? Like, I've been quite amazed. They won't even sing the anthem. It just no. Like, the, well, I mean, people do, but not like not like passionately yeah, yes, shouting yeah, it out, of, you know. Sort of mumbling it's, embarrassment. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you watch the Australian rugby players, even the Wallabies, like or, or whatever. It's not like like you see Sia Khaleesi tears <laughs> running down his face, you know. But but when they win a game, they sing the team song at the end. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like they just don't shut up. They just sing like on top <laughs> top volume. And folks, another reason to thing. love your average Australian. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a weird thing. Like, yeah, there's just, yeah. uh, and, and I know. Look, it's a huge, it's a huge generalization, but uh, maybe it's got to do a little bit with secularism, mm-hmm. um, in terms of the fact that very few people are ever in situations where they do corporate singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, yeah. like you don't often get people singing at church anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't yeah. often get people coming to church where they can sing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be yeah. would be more accurate. Oh, it really is interesting. Although I must say, I'm blessed with a daughter who. Um, it's so interesting watching. I mean, I I don't know what you. I mean, your kids are a little bit older, so I'd love to know your thoughts on this. But you know, Erin's now seven, because she loves going to church. She's just like this is her. Yeah, it's yeah. a happy space. She loves it. Her little friends are there, and um, and I think it's got something to do. You know, you're a PK. I'm a PK. There's something to do about like you know, daddy's the minister of the church. You know, this sort of yes thing. You know, and sorry, at the service was it the carol service last week in the evening, and um, and I'm hearing this like this kid's voice, but like super loud. I'm thinking, who on earth? <laughs> And I turn it over, and she's sitting in a row with her little friends. Like most of them are like older than her. They're all older than her, actually. And then like, but some yeah. slightly some double their age, but all kids. And um, and she's just bellowing a "Come all ye faithful" at the top, at the top of her voice. Like, That's awesome. more, well, I mean, is it? <laughs> I mean, I said to Mary afterwards, I said. <laughs> I said it was a little bit too sort of self-aware. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, okay. It was sort of yeah, like yeah, a yeah. bit, what's it, foot up the bar, you know? It was a little, yeah. I was like, and so you got that, you're in that weird position now where I feel we need to just temper the enthusiasm, but without like putting out the flame, you know? Like, just like, yeah, you know, it's lovely that you sing so passionately, but you got to sing with others. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try and sing the same tune. Oh, and I think also I'm going to be so careful because um, I live with this heightened, I don't know if this ever happened again with you, with your kids, but I live with this, this heightened concern. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want my child to be like this precocious sort of look at me. I'm in church, you know, this whole thing, you know, I don't like that whole vibe is, is cringe, you know, and um, I, I want to avoid that, but um, I don't think Mary necessarily agrees with me, but I'm like, okay, that's if you, if I can hear you more than everybody else and you're at the back of the church, <laughs> then, then maybe just you know, turn down the volume. <laughs> no, I, I mean, how, how are your kids with you being a minister? Were they, were they super chill with it? Did they sort of um, appreciate the sort of, increased attention um abroad or did they shy away from that did they re- resent the fact that they were sort of front and center the whole time or no they look they appreciated the extra attention um up to a certain age 
and yeah, definitely yeah. got definitely got to the age where they they said to me, um, "Stop using us hey, as illustrations in your sermons. Don't tell stories about us." Yeah, um, and I, I mean, I never it was never bad stories or anything like that. No, but it's you know, just but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just you know your life experience at the time. Is, yeah, you know. yeah. So so they they got to that, and now. Uh, they, they've never they've never minded too much. They've always just kind of gone with the flow, but there there have been times, particularly sort of later teen years, where they'll just like they'll come to church or whatever, but then they just disappear to the youth room and and avoid the um maybe the the intense conversations uh, um, too much. I mean they'll they'll stick around for a little while and then yeah, and then head off. Yeah. They won't they won't sort of overdo it. Yeah, um, yeah. It'd be interesting to, to some, yeah, some yeah. old ladies that that just love her and and she kind of sits with them every week and listens to them tell the same stories. Oh, bless her, man! Hey, what a good child! Yeah, yeah. We um, yeah, we're interested to, to track Erin through those teenage years to see how that terrain changes. Because I also think there was <laughs> probably in, in our father's era, I think there was probably still it was still sort of the purple patch for the church in a way. You know, there mm. were a lot there was there was growing, there were a lot of people that was um Yeah. I would I would argue quite strongly that like in the seventies, eighties and nineties there's probably a bit more status attached to being sort of involved in mm. in in in, uh, in in ministry work. Now, you know, yeah, it's yeah. it's a sort of a hiding on every front in a way, you know. It's 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 a tougher gig now, <laughs> and yeah, uh, I don't think it carries quite the same level of um, of of interest or um, yeah, yeah, authority. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, no, for sure. Oh, look, we were always quite careful not to try and overload our kids. Yeah, with stuff. If they, um, <clears throat> I mean, there are days like we did. We did like particularly in the early years or whatever, you have to make them go to church. They don't want to do anything, really. Um, but we got to the point where we were also like, oh, I just, they've had enough, you know. Yeah. Don't, don't force them to do too much and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, did, so, so, so did you ever force your kids to go to church against their will as teenagers? Like, like the sort of there's a there's a discipline in this, you you know you may not want to do it, but not everything in life you that's good for you is something you want to do sort of thing. Eat your vegetables, but in a but in a church way. <laughs> Was, we, we, did you have that? <clears throat> Look, we were we were very lucky in that the kids mostly were were quite happy to go. Yeah, yeah. And um, there, look, there were there were times when we did say to them, "Hey, come, get, you know, you're coming along." Whether you whether you like it or not, <laughs> you have to suck it up. Um, but uh, but there were also times when we just said, "All right, enough's enough." You know, you need a break. Have a break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so look, I don't know. Did did, did, did your mom and dad force you to go to church? Yeah, I mean that was the era. I mean, yeah, yes, the, yeah. When when we were kids. I don't know how to you actually you, I mean, wouldn't I think you, you wouldn't think of saying I'm not going because it was no, no. no that, that like the level of expectation was no this is what you do on a Sunday and yeah yeah, yeah. it was just part of that era of growing up that was yeah. what we did you know but but we were quite careful not to to overdo it with our kids yeah but we yeah. tried Andrew they'll probably t- you know I don't know what they would say um, whether we got it right or not. Stu, we need to wrap up our podcast. A couple of quick fire questions. Go for it. Favorites, uh, Christmas Carol. Fuck the old angels sing. I love that one. Ah, do you? Don't know why. I just do. Yeah, it's a good one. You know what? You know what makes it really good is it's it's three verses without a refrain. <laughs> I know three verses. You're done and dusted. Yeah, it's a good old Charles Wesley. Jeez. And, uh, you know, although come all you faithful, it's beautiful, but six verses with a chorus, like, oh, my friend. Like, are we trying to see talking in the about, as well? You're talking about seraphs and all sorts of funny things. You know, Hark the oh. Angel sings plain, simple, to the point, ah, done yeah. dusted. Because everybody uses the word hark in everyday language. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, least favorite Christmas carol. Oh, uh, what's that one Boney M did? Jeez, I hate that. Little thing. Jammer Boy. 
No, no, no. Oh, yeah, that one. That one too. No, no. The other, the other one. Um, Mary's boy child. Oh. Mary's boy child. Jesus. Oh God. my lord. Did it, did it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Stop it! I love it. Shut up. This is no, actually man, radical. No, it's like. Oh, you know, you know, playing over every Kmart speaker across Australia. I, I I can't really stand the sort of some of the treacly numbers. Like, there's a song I don't like. Is Mary? Did you know? You know that Mary? Did you know? <laughs> yeah, I do know. Yeah. I, I read this like this, this awesome meme. It was so good. Oh, it was like a Facebook thing where it said like, and and I thought I'd post this again because of last year. To answer the questions in Mary, did you know? The answers are yes, yes, no, no, yes, no, no, yes. <laughs> it's so oh, it's so cheekly. It's like, oh so I don't I don't care yeah. for that. And the other one that really I, I grates saw, me. I saw one that I saw one that had Mary standing there saying, Yes, I did. The angel told me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I, you know, I crack these jokes, but people don't appreciate it when I don't take those like mawkish songs seriously. Oh. <laughs> the other uh, one, you know, the other one I can't stand. The one they love a chair is, do they know it's Christmas time? You know that one. Um, I don't know that one. No man, it's it's one of those live aid ones. I think where they like, you know, oh, do they know it's Christmas in Africa? Do they oh. know it's Christmas? Day? Oh, it's so condescending. It's so, and they play it. It is so inappropriate. <laughs> it is so like poor black Africa. It's terrible. <laughs> and that is, I love it. It gets more and more more airtime. I mean, it's really funny now because you know Shane McGowan passed away, and of course he did the. Oh, that's highly, hilarious. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned me about COVID. Oh, it's pretty that funny because Shane McGowan passed away. Yeah, that gets out of court. Who's, who's Shane McGowan? No, he was the lead singer of the Pogues, and he uh, okay. he sang. Um, okay, obviously bigger in Ireland, being an Irish guy. He must be. <laughs> have Have you not heard the song Fairy Tale in New York? Have you not heard that that yeah. song? Oh, stop it, shit! Your Concert level of ignorance is stunning. Anyway, I'm sure if I sing it to you, but. But he sings it, and it's a very popular, uh, very sort of uh, realistic, ritzy Christmas song, to be honest with you. Um, but I got a, I got a friend who, a couple of years ago, he's an Irish guy, and he says, "Jeez, I just hate that song. I hate that song so much." And of course, with Shane McGowan passing away, you cannot, you cannot turn a corner in Ireland right mm. now or turn on the station without hearing "Fairy Tale of New York." It's just absolutely oh, everywhere. Right, so right. Just imagine my friend just crying tears all the way through Christmas. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the Australians. Love to do. They love mm. to change songs to be Australian. <laughs> so, like, like all things bright and beautiful sings what? about the coloured walls of gorges and the brightly corals in the sea and you know stuff like that. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Australianise it, and they have Australianised jingle bells. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because I mean, who, nobody knows dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh in the flipping yeah. outback in Australia, you know. <laughs> so they've changed it to... Um, you mean smoking weed yeah. if you see... <laughs> yeah, <dash>. exactly. <laughs> so they've got this song, Dashing Through the Bush in a Rusty Holden Ute, like a like a utility bucky, yeah, whatever yeah, you yeah, call yeah. them, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's really good. It's funny. But there's this guy called um, Colin Buchanan, and he's, he actually does like a series of Christmas songs, which... Especially for kids, they love them. Absolutely love them. So I've enjoyed that. That's been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. My my favorite is "Joy to the World." Um, oh yeah, yeah. There was a there was a line in one of our, our favorite Christmas movies is called uh, it's called The Family Stone, and uh, it's like one of those family drama things. All of it, and it's like a, it's 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 not even that famous as a, as a movie. It's not fam- that famous as a Christmas movie. It's one of those ones we just latched onto. We love watching it every year. Yeah. And uh, there's a scene where this guy's lying on the bed with um, this girl that he lands up connecting with. And um, and he's just sort of sitting there. And he's a real sort of dope head character, very sleepy, dozy. Um, but 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 in, in the way sort of my, my hero, anti-hero, I love, I love his attitude. He's just like so careless. Right. Like he just doesn't care. I love it. And he's just sitting there and he starts singing Joy to the World. And he just, and he just says, repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, and it's like as if for the first time he's actually thinking about the words. I love that moment, okay. like, like uh, the familiar resting his mind on the familiar and thinking how profound and beautiful thought it is. So, when we sing that, I absolutely love it. But, but I must tell you, do you remember in South Africa talking about jingle bells? There was this, 
uh, my all-time favorite advertisement was um, was for an alcohol for, for a, a, a spirit for an alcohol. Did you ever see that one? It was like a newspaper article years and years ago. It's called and the the yeah. advert went Ingle L's Ingle L's. You remember this? Oh yes, yeah, what's what's that. Christmas that without J and B? J and B. Yeah, what's I mean? And the, you know, whoever came it. up with that, they should have paid his full salary on the spot and given him the rest of the year off. It was so yeah. good. It was so and so then good. later, it, it progressed to give that banner bells. Oh yeah, yeah. Although, yeah, yeah. Oh they yeah, did it at Christmas as well with the yeah, bells. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll give that man a bells. Yeah. yeah, but I must yeah. say, I use yeah. some Australian resources in um, in my services and. More than once in my talking about changing lyrics and to be contextually relevant in the words. More than once I've been halfway through a pre-event decision and had to rapidly readjust before I start praying for wombats and kangaroos. That's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Want to thank, want to thank you, God, for the for the, for the kookaburra and <laughs> the wombat. <laughs> So, I'm trying, so on the fly, oh, I'm trying geez. to think of local animals to slot in there yeah. to make my, my prayer Thanksgiving work. <laughs> I don't know where you're getting that prayer in Australia. Nobody thanks God for the kangaroos over here. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. Oh, sure. Listen, Stewie, we're on uh, this thing to an hour. It's so good, mates. Wish you a blessed Christmas. Hey, listen, I've got to tell you. Let me yeah. ask, favorite Christmas movie. You said, what was it called again? Oh, uh, Family Stone. Yeah. Not uh, my yeah. favorite. Our favorite would probably be. Um, Love actually. I mean, that's pretty predictable. Yeah. yeah. And yours? Michael Michael and I watched our favorite yesterday. Die, die Hard. What is it? Is it Die Hard? <laughs> die Hard. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Oh. It's a Christmas what? movie. What Generation is, X. It's not a Christmas movie. I watched it. It's not an action movie. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That's a terrible movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh sure well listen Stuart to you and yours so I wish good. you a blessed Christmas and happy new year and until our and next podcast in 20, <laughs> Christmas 2024, Christmas 2024. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas to Andrew and, and to Mary and, and Aaron as well man hope you have a good one yeah and to your community and we'll we'll touch base soon friends thank you for listening in we'll be podcasting way more regularly into 2024 thank you for listening and we wish you and yours a blessed Christmas and a happy new year 